welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build products and recover from burnout. I'm Benedict. And I'm Brian. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we figure things out. Today is May 11th, and I am feeling inspired. This is episode number 90, and I'm feeling scattered. Scattered. Like, Gotta... like everything scattered around the entire house. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> physically, all of your... Physically, physically, all, like, you, you can probably not see it. Maybe if not I told my... Quite. Stuff is literally on the floor by now. Just everywhere, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, like, it's it's a mess. Like, <laughs> we have, like, a wall of boxes in our mm-hmm. living room. Uh, yep. Surprisingly empty boxes by now, because we already... Like we're at the stage where we probably have more empty boxes than stuff to put in them. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a stash of like empty boxes in the living room. <laughs> well, better to have more empties than, uh, than to get towards around. the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, we <laughs> we'll see. I mean, there's still a, a bit stiff, a bit more stuff to pack, but um, mm-hmm. we're at the stage where we, we already started unpacking stuff in the new home and. Uh, <laughs> bringing bringing boxes back so i was gonna ask about yeah how the overlap is how the overlap is going how's that uh how's it how's it feeling moving things back and forth and or moving things over and kind of living between two places yeah um well i started working from the new place last week at least um uh, on a day day by day basis like i was i think i spent two days in the new place uh, basically setting up my new office there nice and uh, working from there because i had like um the stairs had to get fixed and uh stuff like that where people coming mm-hmm. over so i basically went there and uh yeah worked the day like spent the day working uh, from there which was kind of nice like that worked well um and yeah, like next week will be <laughs> reserved for like moving everything over. And then by, yeah. I think by Wednesday night, we will be living in a new home. Okay. So that's the the plan is to spend the night there for the first time a yeah. week in a day. Okay. Yeah. 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 A week from now, like, um, like we have the moving company will be there next Wednesday. So when people listen to this, I'll probably be <laughs> moving at the very moment. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah the, well they will they will move our bed over and uh we will set it up and then it will be the first uh first night in your home oh all right yeah. it's happening it's happening one like one part of me is super sad because as i said like i still like this place yeah and I still, right I prefer still has fully yeah. sunken in that will be moving not be here anymore but the other part of me is like ah. Uh, Let's just get over with it. Just get it done. Totally. Get it done and then, yeah, just like, yeah, have one thing less to worry about. That's that's (laughs) the thing (laughs) looking forward to. How's, how is work stuff going right now? What are the, what our projects going that you're able to um, manage stuff? And I have a hard time focusing on anything. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm just like my brain's just jumping between things, Shut not necessarily down. productive things, not neither on the work side nor on the uh, on the moving side. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like overwhelmed and just like mm-hmm. surfing YouTube or whatever. 
I, I feel like I could just use a long break, to be honest, and not be not be doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's the 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 ironic thing about that is when you uh when you have so many you know, several high priority this has to happen things going, you you can't help but think about them both at the same time. Which just guarantees that you don't do either of them very well. Yeah. And so yeah. then you're procrast or at least for me anyway, I'm not I'm saying you, but I should just like one a no. person often like yeah like procrastination brain kicks in. And so then you do something completely unproductive. <laughs> yes. Just... Yeah. That's a lot of what's happening around here. these days. Yeah. I, uh, I have a hard time focusing on stuff. Um, but I, I mean, my way around this is to uh, basically not work on big things right now, but only that's like smart. do like the small yeah. improvements. Chip like, away at um, little things. Huh. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, stuff that can be done within an hour or so, and then uh, <laughs> be fine <laughs> thinking about <laughs> something else. Um, so there's still some progress, but uh, the big projects like the new marketing, marketing automation features and stuff like yeah. that, those are those are on the back burner, and I, yeah, I don't even hold, try yeah. to get to them because I feel like <laughs> it doesn't even fit in my brain right now. Yeah, requires too much too much brain power. Yeah. So what are the what are the little things that you've been picking off? Yeah, so um I think I mentioned this like we have this um new uh theming thing where you can basically choose between different email templates with like mm -hmm. more styling or even less styling than what our default template has. And we rolled that out behind the feature flag a couple of weeks ago. And um last week I finally finished uh we have the small themes editor where you can basically create a theme, pick a template, and then customize the colors and the logo and the positioning of the logo and stuff like that in those templates. Mm -hmm. And that editor is finally finally done and merged so people can start using it. It's mm -hmm. not it's not perfect, but um our new mantra is better done than perfect. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we have something out there um for that. Um, and then also what I did last week, and we're a little bit too late with that, to be honest, but nobody complained. Like there are new visa requirements in terms of like the payment processor visa has like yeah. some guidelines of what they need you to do when like yeah. when you have trials and stuff like that. So you need like when they sign up, you have to very, be very explicit about when you charge them and how much you charge them and how long the trial is and you have to send them reminders seven days before the end of the trial, and I think two days before the yeah. end of the trial. Like, there's a long list of requirements that Stripe has a has an article on their website. Um, so we've been tweaking our setup, and now our sign up flow is kind of horrible because like <laughs> it starts out pretty clean, and when you get to the billing thing, there's this huge block of text that's basically yeah. you are signing up to this yeah. for a fourteen and mm -hmm. so and so and so. Um, and it's also just the, the better done than perfect version because like maybe it, it, it's because my brain wasn't fully on it last week, but I had a hard time like previewing a subscription in a way. Like um, we know pe what, what plan people sign up for, so we know the price. Right. Um, but then we also have coupons and... Um, stuff like that and discounts when they like come from a certain landing page and I have a hard time like okay. 
just having a clean way to actually figure out how much are they going to pay and at what time. Like in theory, I know all the ingredients to this, but there's yeah. I was kind of hoping that Stripe has a has a nice endpoint for that, but I wasn't able to find anything. Basically, yeah. something where you send like this yeah. is this Here is the, the plan. Variables. Uh, yeah. This is the trial duration. This is the coupon code that I want to apply. Um, just let me know how much they will be paying and what date they when. will be paying. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. apparently, this isn't a thing. Like, there's hmm. a there's a subscription preview feature where they basically uh, like allow you to do something like this. But uh, like the way I understood it is that it only works for existing customers and only when updating subscriptions. So they already need to have a subscription in place before you can actually show them what their next what invoice will look like. Yeah, that's kind of kind of odd. Like I maybe it's I back. overlooked something, but I guess especially with requirements like this, this would be useful to just have like a preview feature in Stripe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good luck. I mean, is the, do they? Does it appear like they kind of expect you to? To calculate it on their behalf and get it right, like, and then pass yeah, it on, maybe. Because like, you're just, you're wanting to show like a pre uh, like a confirmation screen or a pre submission confirmation screen for your customer. Yeah, and you want to be sure like that. that yeah. yeah, and you want to be sure that it's yeah that it's exactly right, and it would be yeah. if you were getting it from Stripe as opposed to yeah. you programmatically doing it on your side, saying, "Hey, this yeah. is what we're gonna." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you and would like, think that it would I mean, there's on their side. There's this new Stripe checkout feature where you basically use their hosted checkout pages, and they yeah. they do all of that stuff yeah. on those pages. So they there's got to be implemented it somehow. Yeah. But yeah, there doesn't seem to be an API endpoint where you can just like mm. send that information to and then get like a number and the date back or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I have a feeling I will revisit this down the road, but. For last week, I was like, ah, yeah, okay, let's nah. just like put the plan name in there and then mention that we <laughs> know that you put a discount code in there and it will be applied, but we, we're not technically telling you the exact amount that exactly, yeah. you'll be paying, which in a way is impossible to tell them anyways, because when they import like a million users, of course, their price will be, will be higher. So it's kind of weird anyway. So yeah, <laughs> let's not obsess about this too much. Well. <laughs> I mean, billing, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Super critical and rarely straightforward. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, but that's about it um, on the on the product side of things. Uh, we had a nice uh, workshop earlier today. Um, basically, well, sort of, it's it's a collaborative webinar. We dealt with Data, Data Led Academy, I think is the name of the community. Okay. And we basically did a, a workshop or slash a webinar about company data and um, cool. a new company data feature. And it was kind of nice. Um, there were a couple people showed up. Um, let's see if you get any customers from mm -hmm. this, but probably hard to tell. I guess it's mostly a um, well one touch point of seven, ten, whatever that yeah. they need to, yeah. to actually sign up. But um, I guess one well, more than, sure. they, than, than they'd had before. And, well, and, and hopefully, hopefully they just learned about user lists. I was so. gonna say, yeah, exactly. I was going to say that exactly. Like hopefully just showing up on more people's radar. 
just yeah yeah that's so, that just grows and grows and grows so we'll see how that goes in the long run um but yeah that's about it um I mean, glad to say, not much else happens. Happens, but I mean, there's, as as you can probably imagine, there's a lot I of mean, stuff happening these days. Yeah, yes. <laughs> just not much work-related stuff. Sure, totally. What about you? I I saw like you have a new Instagram account, or uh, oh. <laughs> well, an Instagram yeah, account with me with a lot of lovely pictures in them. Yeah, yeah. Now the uh, so that's our uh, my wife set up a an Instagram account, um, happy trails family. And so I'm not the greatest about posting photos and, and things like that. So if, uh, if people, first of all, if people are on Instagram, um, and if you want to follow happy trails family, that's where you'll see photo more, you'll see more, you know, frequent photos and updates of where we are and what we're doing and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so feel free to hop over there and say hello. We so I mentioned last week that our first, you know, test run maiden voyage was going to be, you know, over the weekend, and it went really, really well. Um, I'm kind of amazed at how event free it was. Um, to yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. So, I mean, the place we went was like 40 miles, you know, 40 minutes or so, you know, from our place in Boulders and Lions. Um, just this little camp campground that's, you know, uh, we've, we'd been there plenty of times because there's a park there. We'd never been camping there, but we'd been there plenty of times. We knew exactly where it was, et cetera, et cetera. Just very low, you know, not very many unknowns, but hooking up the trailer, driving it there navigating you know the world <laughs> with <laughs> with the trailer um it all went it all went amazing all went great i got it backed into the site on my first try which was like borderline nice. miracle this one didn't take out a again. tree it'll never happen again ever <laughs> yeah no no mailboxes were lost um in the making of this trip it was great it was really really great and it, it let us it gave us a chance to sort of okay, hey, we, I, I need to buy this little adapter for the water hose. I need to get, you know, I need to fix, you know, the, you know, youngest kids blinds because of blah, blah, blah. And some of those, a lot of that stuff we already knew, but, you know, it was just kind of, uh, yeah, it made it really easy to, you know, sort of test run everything. Um, and it was, and it was just really nice because we've just been, here at the house just like go 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 you know work kid activity rv work kid activity rv and it it was it gave us a chance to just get out somewhere and just be pretty still just even even if just for a weekend so it was great nice it was great so now we're back you know back into the mode of all right we have a ton of stuff to do on the house now like Lots of stuff to pack, lots of stuff to move, um, you know, just to get ready for the renters and get ourselves moved out. So we're, it feels pretty good to ha kind of have the major, you know, things checked off on the RV. Um, and now, okay, let's, let's turn our attention back to the house and get it, get it ready to, ready to get moved out of. Cause we're, you know, 
we leave on May 31st, but you know, I, ideally the plan could be like, do we just start if basically living in the RV in the driveway, you know, on the 24th or so, so that then we get this completely cleaned, everything's moved out, everything's staged, ready to go. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. those past, the last few days aren't some scramble to make sure that everything is the way it ought to be. So that's where, whew, that's where we're at on all of that. Um, yeah. Just feeling, feeling very, it's feeling very big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was pretty impressed by like uh, like there's one post on your on the Instagram account with like basically uh, um, a timeline of like your renovation progress. Uh, oh yeah, fifteen <laughs> photos or so, and like I'm impressed by how many things you changed and like how much nicer it looks to towards yeah. the end compared yeah. to the beginning. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, we've we've yeah renovated pretty much all of it but i mean because dude i don't gosh i just don't know what you know rv manufacturers and and travel trailer manufacturers they're all just designed by the same person you know i think who Mm. really really loves dark dark wood and dark brown wallpaper Mm. and chocolate covered colored leather you know gigantatron couches um so uh anyway so if we we're gonna we we're gonna be living in it for 14 months we wanted it to feel a little bit more like a uh, little bit more like a home yeah. so yeah we've we've fully um yeah fully renovated it i'll give a little i'll at some point i keep saying this but i i, I really will i'll give a walking tour um and <laughs> throw it up online somewhere but yeah yeah that's feeling that's that's all feeling great um i definitely feel a mix of you know excitement because it's going to be such a great adventure adventure but just you know quite a lot of sadness um about leaving friends all the things we're going to miss out on um you know over this next period of time i just love it here so so much um and so as excited as i am about the trip i am just like you know the the realization of of not seeing my friends here you know for for a long time mm-hmm. is it's sad it, it is yeah. genuinely it genuinely makes me very sad so um yeah just a complicated mix there but anyway that's it's it's getting it's getting real bearing down but so um on the work so on the work side of things um this uh you know couple the other two major projects have wrapped up i've got one another you know jobs to be done interview project that's currently in progress i should wrap it up by the end of this week and um i'm just i'm feeling so much like inspiration and momentum towards giving some serious thought to how to productize it. Um, that, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what I, what I, what I noticed over the past week or two is that I, I I've mentioned this plenty of times here that the, I, I feel over burnout, I feel over the burnout. I'm starting to feel like some energy motivation because, and what I noticed is, okay, I've stopped listening. When I have some podcast time, 
I don't so much listen to board game design lab anymore, which is like a board game designers podcast. Um, mm. And I'm like going back to startups for the rest of us. Um, and, you know, listening to, you know, catching up on those episodes. It's like, ah, ha, I'm the, the, uh, the SAS entrepreneur thing is, uh, is switching back on. Cause I'm listening mm-hmm. to, uh, Rob Walling and not, uh, and, and not board game designers. Um, <laughs> So I, I registered a domain, which is the first step uh, in 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 start beginning any soon to be abandoned project, um, <laughs> as we all know. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but no, in in all seriousness, it, it feels like okay. What the, the next step I would I need to take here would be this little hacked together Rails app that I've been using on these projects, and turn and and you know get introduce one level of abstraction so that I could just use it as a, as a consumer. Um, and I think I'll kind of just start to sort of, you know, poke away at that over the next, you know, several, uh, several weeks. Um, and we'll, we'll see the, uh, so I'm, I'm curious what you think on, on this, because here's where my, here's where my head is at is that the, so what these, all of these clients have done is to hire me to conduct like eight to 12 uh, interviews with their customers. And we pull out all like just a list of like 150 like qualitative insights of all the things that they're trying to get done, you know, underneath their over other all encompassing job to be done. Like what are all the little steps and challenges and struggles they come up along the way? Um, I run those interviews, get all those insights and then work with the work with the team to say, okay, let's, let's prioritize them. Which of these are in your wheelhouse? Do you have domain expertise on? Which of these are just are are not in your wheelhouse, so we can eliminate them? Let's prioritize this down to like twenty-five to forty or so statements, mm-hmm. and then we design a survey around it and spit that and send that survey out to a larger group of people. Ideally, you know, a hundred up to four hundred, and then all of that data comes back, and boom, you have actionable. Uh, you have actionable insights for your for your product team or whatever to start working on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, it is very specific and like boom, boom, boom. Like I could build this, I could build a Rails app out of this or build any application out of this. It does some really cool like cluster analysis behind the scenes with R. It it does some it does some great stuff. And every single client is finding value in it. So two thumbs up there. The downside is that you kind of like the reason they hire me is on the consulting side is to provide the education on here is how you do this process. So yeah, is it like, is it too niche? Is it too, you know, process consulting oriented where you also have to educate them? And so there's probably not like a turnkey, you know, type of solution here for somebody. What's your get? I think we probably talked about this in the last couple of episodes when we when we were discussing this, but like I think this is really more of a productized consulting thing than it is a product thing, because okay, I think one thing that makes well, this one thing we struggle with with user lists is that like when you sign up, you're basically signing up for more work. Um, yes. instead of signing yeah. up 
and then like having less work or one thing less to worry about. And mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, mm -hmm. user list is intended to be yes, so you have to do some work, like get it set up and stuff like that. And then you like it does stuff for you, but there's still this bump. Yeah. And I think like in, in this particular case with what you're describing, it sounds like they're basically just signing up for more work. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. They might have a tool, but they still need to do the interviews. They still have to figure out what are the survey questions. They still have to send out the survey questions to like 400 people. And then they have to yeah. kind of curate the answers and, and pull information out of it. And while this tool probably makes it easier, it feels like it's still a lot of work they are signing up for, especially if they're new to the entire thing and like not already domain experts or like JTBD experts that are doing this every day and are like, okay, I just want a quicker way to do the thing I'm always doing manually or in a spreadsheet or yeah. whatever. Yep. So I guess... Like if you want to build a software, like a SaaS tool, you probably have to target it to experienced people. And if you mm -hmm. want to build, like if you want to build something for like people new to it, you should probably just go on with the productized service idea. Yep. I don't know. Yep. How would you, um, how would you imagine positioning it similar to, to Moz where it's like with Moz, um, it's not so, yes, when, even after you sign up, there's still a ton of work to be done. You still have to do, you're going to be writing content. So you might as, so do it in a way that is focused and, and, and smart. And with this, the idea is that you're always going to be doing customer research. You should be doing customer research. You're not signing yourself up to do more customer research when you sign yourself up for this service. You're signing your, you're signing up for a tool that helps you do it in an opinionated way, in the way that Moz says, tons of opinions on SEO, you need to be doing this, you're going to be writing content, or you should be anyway, be sure that you do it in a way that gives you a higher chance of success. How, if I position it in that way to you, how does that sound? Well, then, I guess then you're competing with whatever they're using now and competing with other tools to us achieve this. Yep. Where it sounds like the like the people you've been working with are basically just getting started with all of this. At least that's what it did the impression I got from from yeah. what you told yes, me. You're totally like, right. Yep. You're competing with doing nothing and competing with getting started and not like with a spreadsheet or whatever or an existing process you're basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're basically helping them to get started and then maybe down the road they need a tool like this but i think to get started is probably not the thing they will be looking for well so in in all of in each of these cases they were all this is not the first customer research any of them have done they all mm -hmm. do customer research they've all done interviews uh, but the, and the tools I'm competing with are um, Google Docs, like mm. uh, just a long, just a folder full of notes. <laughs> and then what? Like we get we we throw it all into on onto some post its and mm -hmm. shift it around and start throwing darts at it and you know uh, 
most most opinionated persuasive person's idea wins you know like that's what i'm competing against Mm -hmm. in that sense like but this is really helpful in that you're like the person the the people to the market to focus on is not not teams that are new to customer research but teams that are doing unstructured customer research and here is here is a way to to streamline it even more um i mean there's a so one of the one of the new tiny seed companies is aurelius um if you've have you looked at that tool at all yeah a little bit yeah um i mean basically they're just it's well it to to me it looks like a way better a, a much better way to record your customer research notes than Google Docs, like by far, because it's it's very focused and it gives you these like up, you know, a- additional things. It's still all qualitative. Um and I would be trying to show teams, yes, qual- your qualitative research is great. If you would like to take it, you want to take it to an additional level, then get all those insights from your qualitative research. It will make your product better for sure. Now, even better and even more focused and reducing even more iterations is to add a quantitative layer on top of that. And here's how you do it. And this tool will do the analysis for you afterwards as well. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're still skeptical, which I really like and appreciate. I'm still a bit skeptical. Because... Hard to put into words, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it's just because it's unexpected. Like I wasn't expecting you to go down that route. Um, like just like in terms of even thinking about building another software product. <laughs> like up until like ten minutes ago, it sounded like you're more thinking about doing like a productized service. So I'm kind of surprised that you're actually thinking about a software tool. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm wondering, like, if you're yeah. just like jumping, like getting ahead of yourself, basically, um, a little bit with this, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure you have a addressable market defined just yet. I mean, you have a rough idea, but like, so it, it, like the customers you already have, like with this or, or that the work that you did, it sounded like they're coming to you for other reasons. Like they're coming for you for the expertise and yeah, they will yes. not get the expertise with uh, just a software tool. Yeah. And then I'm wondering Which like, is true. Which is true. Is this even the thing? Like there's probably like, there are probably people out there that want to use a tool like this, but I think you haven't been in touch with them yet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, are there, are there enough of them? Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. This is good. I'm definitely getting out ahead of myself, which is a which is not uncommon. <laughs> yeah, same thing happens. Like <laughs> I'm sitting here sounding all wise, yeah. but I mean this stuff happens to me all the time as well. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I mean um, I could I could be entirely wrong, so, but it's just my gut. Well me too. I mean that's my gut the whole, reaction on this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it'd be, it'd be much better for me 
to 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 define to to get a tighter hypothesis around who I think my addressable market is. Yeah. See if there is demand from customer research teams who want a bit more structure to their yeah. process and who don't need my expertise in this. They have internal expertise. They have people who have been doing UX research for a decade. Yeah. But you but they just want a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does seem to me like there are a lot of teams that that describes. Yeah. That's a lot of teams who are just throwing all of their research into a Google into a Google Doc. I mean, that's why Enjoy HQ got traction. That's that's what Aurelius tries to solve. Yeah, but maybe I'm. So go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I'm. As I, said, I don't think there's. I don't think it's, it's it's wrong, but I'm not entirely sure you've got enough insight yet to like mm -hmm. what they they what they're actually using right now and what the actual problems are. I mean, maybe I'm. I don't. Well, I I haven't been in yeah. touch with them either, so I don't really yeah. know. Okay. Okay. All right. But, like, I'm gonna one, do thinking around this. One more, th one more thing that I was just thinking about is um, we talked about um, when you're consulting contracts and that you, you consider it like basically selling them the tool or yep. like whatever you have to like, did you try that? Because it sounds like if you want to kind of start to validate this idea, you should probably just see if those customers are willing to totally pay for it. So what, this. so one of the, one of the customers, um, I didn't realize that I actually included in my initial proposal to them that you will get the uh, get a, a self-hostable version of the output. Like, totally forgot that I had even put that in the proposal. Mm -hmm. So I basically had to just provide it to them, or got to provide it to them. Didn't have to do anything. Got to. I was, mm -hmm. was more than happy to do that work for them. Um, now, so Lego. I have not pitched them on like ongoing hosting for it. Um, partially around just like uh, the relational part of it for me. Like I kind of don't want to test anything on that account. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and don't so, screw it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And so this, the, the, the project I've got currently, and then um, another one that I've got a proposal out for would be the ones where I will, uh we'll we'll pitch that pitch that piece yeah um i think that's a good good step towards like getting some clarity clarity on this yeah yep uh -huh. okay this is really good this is super helpful um i think i'll you know what i'm gonna also reach out to i just thought i yeah i just thought of somebody who i know who recently uh started a new position um specifically around doing jobs to be done research work like that's their that's their primary uh primary role so i'm going to reach out to them with and just get see if i can get them on the phone um there, i'll let you are know. there are there any tools specifically for jobs to be done interviews out there like or or just jobs to be done process to manage that uh, tools, none that I know of. Um, it's all like books and posts and courses, etc. Mm. So no, no tools yet that 
you know, streamline the streamline the process for you. Yeah, maybe that's which either means there's no which either means there's no demand or it means that there's an opportunity because the market is now maturing to the point where. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, because people are hacking it together right now with Mm -hmm. Word docs and spreadsheets. Yeah, Trello boards. Yeah. I mean, like thinking back, like we Jane did a bunch of this stuff um, uh-huh. last year, like just like interviewing people, and it was like it's a a complicated process in a way. Like mm-hmm. you have to like just come up with a set of questions you want to get answers uh, answers to, and then you do those interviews. You either like have need a good way to type notes or write down notes, and then what we also did is like get uh, transcriptions of the recordings yep. and so th- yep. it's there's a there's a lot of steps involved and yeah like if you do a lot of those maybe maybe getting a tool that like combines all of this just like because in the end you just end up with a a google drive folder with a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. files in there which are like yes. n- not probably linked together and yeah needs management and then if you forget to upload the recording or whatever and yeah maybe there's something there for like just have a tool that like bundles that all together so that that what you're describing there is aurelius okay i mean it it takes it takes that process of let's get people on take a bunch of notes and then try to analyze it like aurelius adds so many features to that process and I, I've not used it, but I'm going to assume that they do it quite well mm-hmm. um, for, you know, what what appear to be validation reasons, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's that addresses one piece of one piece of the market. There's another piece of it that I my hypothesis is wants even more streamlined. Uh, a even more streamlined workflow with an even more opinionated analysis on the other end. Um, so, okay. That's, <laughs> that's where all, okay. That's where, that's where all of that is at. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your, yeah, keep your eyes out. Maybe I should just throw up like a, no, I, I'll talk to some folks. Um, what else? Okay, then on also on the board game side of things, Graham's back from vacation. He was out for a couple of weeks, um, uh, and t- the timing was actually pretty nice on that. Allowed me to put that on the back burner, focus on some work stuff, focus on year on the road stuff. But now he's back, and so we're uh, we're trying to you know accelerate some conversation with uh, with an artist that we found who we want to do some. Um, just conceptual work, some, you know, some samples of some cards and some terrain tiles and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really exciting. He, uh, there's also, so he lives in Golden, uh, Colorado, which is about, you know, 25 minutes from, from Boulder and downtown, this board game cafe just opened up and it looks so so cool it's one of the things i'm actually kind of sad about leaving because <laughs> i'm like not even going to get a chance to, to to duck in and check it out um it looks so great so graham went in and introduced himself and told them about our game and uh and they were like this is amazing this is perfect you know yes like let's set up some times you know to cut for you to come in and do some teach alongs and 
uh, do some play testing, you know, once uh, Graham's vaccinated or he, so Graham is already vaccinated and as more people get vaccinated um, for, for people to come in and sit down and do in-person play tests. And we're thinking about maybe even just printing off an additional copy of the game for that shop. Mm, Um, So, so cool. Oh, just the (laughs) coolest. Um, So I can't, I can't wait uh, for that to really get, really get rolling. So (laughs) that sounds like a good, good, like, I mean, I probably will not work, but it sounds like a good marketing strategy. Like just like print a couple exclusive editions for like (laughs) menus like this. And like, if you want to play this, you have to get like, go there and make a, make an appointment kind of, or get an invite and be able to play it. If you're lucky, you get to, like, if you win, you can buy a copy or something like that. (laughs) That might actually be kind of fun for like to make it, you know, a little event, an event out of it. I mean, for the, for the time being, it's, it's amazing because there's going to be the low, like a local connection. And, you know, one of our big questions now is, okay, how do we keep getting play test feedback, play test feedback, play test feedback. And like, we couldn't ask for anything better than a super cozy, cool local board game shop where people will be like, Hey, what can I play? Oh, wow. This is local. Heck yeah. I'll try this. Like, there'll be that element of it, yeah, you yeah. know, that I think will be really attractive Yeah, to, to, to be able to get some serious gamers who aren't, who won't be intimidated by like a, you know, a game that has a four out of five complexity scale, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, very exciting. This might actually exciting. be a good mark. Like, yeah, uh, just getting, getting off on this, like, uh, tangent, just like, is could this be like a marketing strategy of like just sending this board game everywhere, like as like exclusive previews and stuff like that and have like menus like this play with the customers and then have like, I don't know, flyers with like the Kickstarter address on it or something like that. Um, I mean, if we, if we had more resources potentially, yeah. but um, you know, right now, Probably not. Because we are such short run, like yeah. it costs us 65, 70 bucks per game. Yeah. Um, and these board and cafes like this one, um, it's there's not a shortage of games for people to try out, yeah. you know. Um, and where we we have an unfair advantage here is that Graham lives in Golden yeah. and I live in Boulder. Yeah. It's and so people like yeah. yeah, like that'll feel cool. As opposed to I mean, if we sent this to some board game cafe in st louis people yeah. are like eh, no good um i'll i'm gonna play scythe um yeah. so maybe there's something something you can do like one by one maybe maybe this the owner of this board game cafe knows has a friend elsewhere with a similar yeah yes and maybe they i mean can, like talk to them and something like that well i mean something graham and i are definitely talking about is hey uh, if only one of us were getting ready to be driving around the country for a year yeah. and could duck into, you know, <laughs> every local game store uh, that I come across. So yeah, that'll definitely be, that'll be part of it when it works out. Sort of try to schedule little events, you know, ahead of time. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think, yeah, that's it for, that's it for me. Um, you are going to be moving next week, so you will not be 
recording. Yeah, I will not be okay. recording. I, I think I like my gear will be well. I probably just move all my <laughs> all of my gear over to the new place tomorrow. But I think we will be so busy, like you'll be busy packing, yeah. packing last yeah. minute stuff, and like okay, yeah, pulling stuff apart. And so, so I yeah, okay. I'll not schedule anything next cool. week. Well, I will either find a guest, do a solo show, or also take the week off because there's no shortage of to dos on my side as well. So. Um, listener, you may hear from us or from me next week, um, but maybe not. So, <laughs> Benedict, I'll see you in two weeks, man. Yeah. Good luck with the move. Thanks. See you. Bye. Later. <laughs>